Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast is the football podcast. Small, uh, smaller episode than usual. It's kind of just a update in the games kind of situation. Um, Paul will explain at the start of the episode why that is. Um, obviously at this time of year it's difficult to keep things trucking, but we do like to keep things moving on, so here we are. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And uh, yeah, as always, do share the podcast around. That's the best way to get it out there in the world. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Oh, Harry, welcome on in. Didn't see you there. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, another week, another podcast, and it's all about football once again. Uh, welcome back in. Uh, we hope you had a lovely, wonderful, festive time. Um, obviously, uh, this one's coming to you where. Uh, after all the uh, all the shenanigans has uh, as, as happened and and uh, it's all been put back in its box and put back in the uh, in a lot for another year safely out of the way where it needs to be. Obviously, the big thumbs up there from uh, from one of the people on the podcast this week. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see it's the usual slate. It's myself. It's Mr. Cook. It's Mr. Woodmancy, and it's Mr. Moore. How are we doing this week, fellas? If the Christmas tree is safely put away, I am a happy man. <laughs> I did, I did think for a second when you were when you were leading into that with the usual slate. I thought you were referring to me sticking my thumbs up, and I thought I was going to get called a naughty name. Well, we won't, we won't go there. We won't go there. Uh, a little bit of transparency. This one will be a little bit different to our normal uh, normal recording. We are doing this one ahead of schedule. Obviously, the Christmas festive break uh, does uh, prove to be a little bit problematic for people being able to clear schedules as uh, some of these boys will probably tell you for a different reason um, but uh, yeah we're going to put this one in the can as it were uh, so that we'll, uh, we'll get your, uh, your week 21 results we can't bring to you as uh, those games haven't even taken place yet week 22's predictions oh they'll be coming at you Fast and hot, as it were. Uh, a little bit of due diligence from uh, from my perspective. Uh, I uh, I very much dropped the ball, shall we say, on last week's podcast, um, and uh, forgot to give you the uh, the uh, not the stats, the odds that Mr. Woodmancy had slaved over to try and find. Um, so if you've got those to hand, Mr. Woodmancy, you can dive in now and give us the odds for three wins, three draws, three defeats, if you would. Um, and typically, right as you've said that, uh, old Bill has decided to absolutely cark it. There we go. And, <laughs> there we go. Um, I, I did actually, in the uh, the small downtime that we had, manage to get some odds for the Boxing Day games as well. So I have six sets of six sets of odds. So for the week 
commence or weekend commencing the twenty second with the Friday yep, night so game. This will be the yep. Bristol City Hull game, the Nottingham Forest Bournemouth game, the Middlesbrough West Bournemouth game. Yep. So, if all of our teams were to win, that would give you odds of just over fourteen to one. Uh, if all of our teams were to draw, that gives you odds of just under thirty-five to one. And if the worst should happen, and we. Uh, all end up getting screwed for Christmas, um, then it will be odds of just under 19 to 1. So, uh, in theory, it's more likely that all three teams will win just before Christmas. In theory. Well, two of them are playing at home, aren't they? So you don't always give the, the slight edge to the home side, I suppose. Um, yeah. Not going to lie. Uh, I I might have a little slice of that that draw action. Oh, absolutely! At, 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 at like just thirty-five, yes, please. That's uh, that's that's the one that I might have used the bet boost on, but uh, you know, gamble responsibly, kids. Absolutely, uh, that, that that is a, that is a thought we can all get behind. Um, I'm saying that. You can guess where my headspace is at the moment because I was thinking nineteen to one for them all to lose. That seems. <laughs> Yes, Matthew, keeping it honest, keeping it real, we like it. As for yeah. the Boxing Day fixtures, again, that was Newcastle versus Forest, Hull versus Sunderland, and Rotherham versus Middlesbrough. Yep. So, for all of our teams to win, that's odds of. Now, this is where it goes up slightly. Uh, just over 25 to 1. But all, all three teams to win. Um, I have a feeling that's probably because Sunderland are doing pretty well at the moment, and unfortunately for Matt's new, so Newcastle um, at present, I don't think Rotherham are really doing any any uh, any damage to those odds. No offence to anybody listening in Rotherham, but if you've seen your they're team, they're bringing them down. They're bringing them down. <laughs> if you've seen your team, uh, then you'll you'll know fully why. Um, again, with the draw action, you'd expect it to be high. Would you expect it to be slightly more than twice as high in the sense of that's just over 56 to 1 for all three of our teams to draw on Boxing Day? And who knows, maybe they'll all get blasted on Christmas Day and then every single team in those fixtures will be hung over and then it'll be nil-nils all round. And cool. Uh, but yeah, if again, if the worst should happen, and according to Mr. Mr. Hill... Um, the worst happening is slightly more realistic in the sense of it's ninety or just under nineteen to one for Newcastle, Sunderland, and Rotherham to defeat our boys. Mm. Not ideal, not ideal at all. So, those are your odds for your week twenty-one games. By the time that you're listening to this, you will know if there's a podcast next week or not. Because if there's been six draws across those two sets of games, we'll all be like in the Seychelles or something. So, be right. Exactly. You can get to the Seychelles for about 80 quid, right? Yeah. With a budget airline, maybe. <laughs> on a, on the back of a budget. Well. <laughs> I think there's a guy, uh, there's a guy from out of the pool who does a, a cracking canoe to, uh, to be able to get me to Panama. So, um, yeah. 
So, week 22 sees five games on the slate and is enough to get us into the new year. So, we will be predicting our first games of 2024, no less. The first game of week 22 sees Huddersfield Town taking on my and Andrew's lot, Middlesbrough. Um, obviously, it's mine and Andy's boys, so uh, we'll give our predictions last. Let's go over to Stu for his prediction. Having recently seen Huddersfield in action, I can confirm they were shit. So um, I'm going to go for, for nil 2 to the Borough. Uh, and it's about time Jones stopped running up and down the wing and started banging a goal in. So one for Jones and uh, Crooks for the other if they've peeled him off the uh, table in the um, rehab room from injury, not from Christmas drink. Well, yes. Um, also, that technically would be an old boy rule as uh, Matt Crooks started his career, obviously. Uh, Matt? I've gone for a... Middlesbrough 2-1 win. Okay. The main reason why Huddersfield got a goal was because I just couldn't resist having Bergzorg as, as their scorer. What? Bergzorg. B-U-R-G-Z-O-R-G. Sounds like a Futurama character or something like that. That uh, does. It's like the, the missing piece from the latest Power Rangers toy. Yeah. I was going with Death Metal Band, but... <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something. He, uh, he scored against Millwall a couple of, uh, the last time out. So, nice. Who were your two winners with those scores? Uh, Greenwood and Housen. It's like, you know, maybe I did some research for the podcast, you know, like... Prepared. No, that, that can't possibly be the case. Um, professional. Yeah, way, way too professional. Uh, Andrew? Uh, nil, two to the borough. <coughs> Scorers? Rogers and Silvera. Tasty. Sure. Tasty, tasty, tasty. I agree with uh, with Matt. I have also gone for a two-one Borough win. I haven't gone for the exotic. I haven't gone for the exotic Bergzorg goal scorer. I've gone for Brudoni to score for Huddersfield, and then I've gone with Crooks and Silvera for the Borough. The one sounds like a death metal band, and the other sounds like a type of sausage.
will be. It is the Friday night game, and might be on, might be on TV. I don't know, Cameron. No, we're on TV. We'll, we'll spoil that next one. Um, I will be braving the elements. I will be braving a Saturday of pain by taking my boys, even though it will be a very late finish and they will be grumpy as the next day. Uh, but yeah, night games, no school the next day. Excellent. So obviously it's Mr. Woodbutty's team, so we'll come to him last for his prediction. Um, Matt, what have you got down for Hull versus Blackburn? I've gone for a 2-1 win for Hull. Goal scorers, please. The last and too far. Yep. And Smodix for uh, Blackburn. Ah, oh, yes, the Championship's top goal scorer, no less, Sammy Schmodix. Andy? Just a 1 0 win. I'm going to keep rolling out your favourite goal scorer until he scores Connolly. So you'll be predicting that until the end of the season, yeah? I mean, I'm laughing, uh, and it's hilarious because uh, written in the book in front of me does uh, appear to see in the Paul slot it says one nil Connolly. You just did you just write Andy's prediction in your bit by accident, or have you? Nope. Uh, nope. Sadly, I appear to have uh, at some point during my my working day, I've obviously suffered some sort of horrific blow to the head. Um, and uh, some sort of alien parasite has taken over my brain. Brain, um, brain slug. Yeah, that that could be only it. Um, hopefully, someone will come and, uh, and knock it off, um, and uh, we can all go back to living our lives peacefully and happily. Go on, Stu. Uh, tell us how you think Hull versus Blackburn is going to pan out. But firstly, just not moving on from that quite yet. Is this the cry for help, or is is, is everything all right? I mean. We, we can only presume. And, and and secondly, he scored his sixth of the season against Cardiff. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he said he's sick, not two. Yeah, you can have that three times if you want. Oh. Um, so, the, the Blackburn game, I have, I have gone with some of the consensus. I have gone with a whole 1-0 win. Hmm. And I've got two fans to score. So hang on a second. Oh no. I didn't pick two fans to score against Hull. Uh, to get to score against Sunderland. Well, I had picked him to score against the other team who were playing. Bristol City in there. You said there is no chance in hell that he will score three games in a row. Um, let's see what comes out there. Our next game sees the only remaining Nottingham Forest game for 2023 and it is a home fixture so they will be at the city ground for their last game of 2023 to play Manchester United it's the toughie or would have been if United were anything near to being an actual team anymore but um, we'll see I'll jump in here. Uh, sadly for Forrest, I have gone for a, a, a 2-1 Manchester United win on this one. I've gone for Hudson-Odoi to score for Forrest. Fernandez and 
Garnacho to score for Man United. Andy? Um, I believe I, sh I, I should be picking uh, joint last for this, as this is uh, pod podcast derby. Um, uh, a one-all draw. A langer for Forrest. Uh, oh, boy, uh, rule. How, uh, how can I forget? I went with uh, uh, Rashford for United. Stuart? I have also got a 1-1 draw. This guy knows. Uh, I've got McTominay for Manchester United. And uh, say it with me, gents. Uh, for Forest, I have got Ryan Yates. Oh, uh, go on, Matt. What do you reckon? <clears throat> I have gone for, I should preface this by, I have seen Forest beat Man United once. In the whole time I've been supporting Forest for 30 years now. Um, so, yeah, um, I've gone for a 2-1 Manchester United win. Uh, the old boy, old boy rule is in effect. Elanga. Forest. And I always say this, you need to always remember this. If there's an England player who's going through poor form... They always come to Forest and get themselves back into form. So I've got Rashford because he's been absolutely terrible for ages, but he always scores against Forest. I think if you look over the like since we got promoted, he's scored in every game we played against them. Uh, and Fernandez as well because he also likes to score against Forest. So there you go. Disappointing. Our second to last game is one of our first games of 2024 and it sees mine and Andy's lot Middlesbrough taking on Coventry and side note on this one this will be my first game of 2024 as I have literally bought the tickets to this game this afternoon um, I'll be going with a friend who is taking some of his family members I believe for their first ever Middlesbrough so that should be fun, fun, fun. Uh, Stu, what have you got for Middlesbrough Coventry? For the second game on the spin, I've got a 1 1 draw. I've got Greenwood for the Borough and Sakamoto for Coventry. Wood and Saka Mutter. Matt? I've gone for a bit of Borough revenge from last season's playoffs. I've gone for a 2 1 win. I like it. I like it a lot. Goal scorers? Silvera. And I know I'm saying it wrong, but Bar Laser. Just because that's how it should be said. Yeah, I don't care if it's said a different way. It'd have what? two S's in it if it was Barlaser. I, I must admit, I go through sort of like ups and downs on whether it's Barlaser, Balasa, Bar, Lass, Ear, or whatever, but it, it should really be Barlaser, shouldn't it? We, we've heard you call it. Barlaser, as in somebody's been a 
knob in your bar so I can get the bar laser out and you're out. Uh, and Gordon for Coventry. I will once again give Mr. Cook the honours of giving last predictions on our boys. Um, I have gone for a similar thing to Matt. I've gone for the revenge of this one, as I believe this would be the fourth game in a row where if they don't score, it, it will be it will be four blanks in a row for the Borough against the same team. So I've gone for a one-nil win with Jones to score the winner, hopefully. Um, Mr Cook? Uh, a 2-0 Borough win. Oh, lovely. Even better. Double the price. Nice, I like it. Goal scorers? Silvera and Rogers. Very, very <clears throat> nice indeed. And Finishing off our week 22 slate of games. And like he said before, it is live on Sky Television. Um, Sheffield Wednesday taking on Hull City. Um, are you tempted to go to this one? Is that because you dislike Sheffield as a place? No, absolutely not. Um, I have been to Hillsborough on more than one occasion and it was a delightful ground when it was first built and is not severely outdated these days. Um, one time I even went there on the coaches from the stadium and when we returned, it's a good job it wasn't raining because we had no window wipers or back windscreen. Thanks to the lovely people. Sheffield Wednesday um, no I'm not going It's they moved it for TV to make it later on in the day and um, much to my annoyance I am back at work the next day as well so I I'm, I really want to take the boys to their first away game the problem is finding somewhere that's A not a million miles away so it doesn't kill the entire day and B not going to be just full of absolute bandits so um, yeah and Sheffield Wednesday is not that place only ticks one of the boxes yeah I'd uh, I'd kind of agree on that particular uh, particular sentiment um, let's go you. Well, what was that Matt? I've never been I've never been to Hillsborough um, like as long said, as you don't get sat behind the pillar it's absolutely great I mean, I've been to Bramall Lane. Wow, that's a like a step back in time. That place and Forest Ground is not exactly new, but Christ Almighty, wooden stands was the. I mean, I don't know if it's changed since, but the wooden stands at Bramall Lane are a sight to behold. Hmm. I hadn't sat in a wooden stand since I'd last been to uh, the, the Stokes Old Ground, the Victoria Ground, and uh, they've been in that. I mean the the Lego Stadium for a long time now, so shots fired against the bet three six five there. Uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, I'll tell you what then, Matt. What have you got for Sheffield Wednesday versus Hull City? I've gone for a one all draw. I've got a your dad's an old boy rule. So Josh Windass. Go for Sheffield Wednesday. 
and twine for Hull Twine. He was going to tell me he's gone back, but his loan will have finished by then or something. Hopefully. Andy? Uh, nil one to Hull. With uh, with Delap scoring the goal. On a similar theme, I've gone for a 2 0 away win on this one. I've gone for Morton and the Dilapidator himself. Uh, so, go on then, rounding us out with the first predictions of 2024, what do you see happening for the Blades? Mr. Wilmersick. Uh, bear in mind, this is the uh, team. I won't see play, having missed the first game of the season, where we absolutely thumped them 4-2 on home turf, uh, which coincidentally was one of the scorelines when I saw them play at Hillsborough. Uh, um, this time around, however, Sheffield Wednesday have been on a bit of an upturn of late, pulled in some better performances, actually scored some goals. Absolutely not happening on the uh, first of the month. So I am going for a Sheffield Wednesday nil, Hull City two, and I've also gone for Delap. And um, as you said, rounding out the predictions, you just have to write his name down one more time today, Paul. Aaron Connolly. <laughs> well, if it happens, it happens. I'll wait to see it to, uh, to be convinced. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your week 22 predictions done. Like we said, slightly ahead of time. Apologies that obviously we don't have uh, week 21's information to bring you as it hasn't happened yet. But like we said, we wanted to get nicely ahead of ourselves, prepared, so you had at least something to, uh, to plug into your ear rolls in that little um, in-between period fall between the, uh, the Christmas time and the New Year. We're in that weird bit where now, at this point in time, the people listening will know if we were right last time or not, and we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of podcast inception for you. Also, getting ahead of speaking of getting ahead of the game, Hull City have announced their first January signing. Ooh. Um... So it was announced, Hull City are delighted to announce that a deal has been agreed to sign vastly experienced striker, that's media bullshit for old, Billy Shah. Um, 37-year-old will officially join the club on the 1st of January on a contract until the end of the season. Uh, it goes on to say the prolific forward is the championship's all-time leading scorer with 130 goals for six different clubs but most notably his boyhood side, Sheffield United, when he won promotion to the Premier League last term. Absolutely no secret as to why they've gone for a player like this. Um, Rossini himself has uh, been on, uh, on, on, well, in the media today, saying it's an absolute no-brainer. The guy's experienced to high heaven, and um, we're going to need that between now and May. So it's, they're obviously thinking about going for it, so I would suggest that Billy Sharp may be the first of many that we see walking through the MKM doors. He's definitely like an impact player now. Into the last kind of 15, 20 minutes, he comes on to hopefully grab your goal. He's not played for Borough, has he? He has not, sadly, and he is definitely the sort of striker who 
when he went to Sheffield United for the second or possibly even third time in his career, he was the sort of player that I really kind of wanted at the Borough. Um, he had a bit of a knack of scoring. I remember him scoring against us for Leeds in a game where, not, not to put too far apart on this, we absolutely battered him. Um, uh, and, he, and he scored he scored a, a winner in the uh, in the 90th minute to uh, to break many the heart uh, of the Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough fan. But he's always been a player that I've always quite liked. I always felt like he had a bit of an odd sort of relationship with Butler because um, he had a young son who uh, passed away um, earlier on in his, in his career. Um, and the first game that he played after his son had passed away was against Borough and he scored... Uh, and he had a sort of a message on the sort of undershirt that he was wearing and he sort of took his shirt off to reveal this message and I think he got a bit of a round of applause from the Borough fans so I, I felt like he's always had like a little bit of a connection with him so I thought that that might have played played into our hands and we might have been able to get him at some point but sadly not Well there was all sorts of rumours flying around about would he go to Sanford Wrexham mm. but obviously that didn't happen um, he's, he's on his way to Hull. Uh, I, th- I think he's essentially the type of player that uh, they were hoping to use Connolly as the impact player. Um, he started the season in that vein. Now he, he's, he's had a, a few more starts under his belt. He doesn't really seem to have that same knack. Um, he's what can you say? Like, like you say, it's it's it's. it's Almost a risk-free gamble, as long as he doesn't get a knock early doors in the thing. We we don't have to worry about any long-term wage bill because it's just effectively for four and a half months of the year. Um, yeah, real coming I mean, I mean, as well, like a bit of experience, a bit of kind of been there, kind of done it. Like even if, even to some extent, if he's not playing or he does get kind of a knock, he can be like an extra. Kind because of, obviously Rosini is like a relatively young manager or head coach, so he's kind of got that extra experience to kind of be like, right, you know, this is this is how we deal with it, and this is how you get knocked out in the playoff semi-finals at Forest. I know that um, it's not exactly like the the world's most sought-after league, but his his most recent stint was in the MLS. Um, he played. He only played twelve games. Um, for I believe it was the Galaxy, as they are now. Um but he scored six times in twelve games. So for a guy of his age and experience, I'll, I will take a goal every other game. Thank you very much. Yep, like like you said, I think it's it's a no-brainer. It's pretty much risk-free, um, and like Matt said, brings you a bit of now, brings you that bit of experience. Dare I say, will bring you that little shit out edge that you need for the sort of the needly games. He, so having as well, people will probably forget that I think he's had two spells at Scunthorpe as well, which um, won't. I, I, I suggest that will be forgotten rather sh- uh, sharpish if he uh, manages to score. Really? Rather sharpish, eh? Uh, you know what I mean. Anyway. Um, but he's, he's very firmly in that category of he's one of them players that if he's on your team he's absolutely fine if he's playing against you absolute dickhead <laughs> ah lovely stuff so yeah that's the first of what hopefully will be many additions to our teams in the new year um, 
obviously the transfer window doesn't open officially until the 1st of January but I can only presume that Mr Marinakis is uh, busy wheeling away doing his deals and whatnot. and obviously Stevie Gibson will have his eye on some players that he wants to bring into the team for the Borough to, uh, to reignite their promotion push so uh, that'll make uh, that'll make the January podcast a little bit more interesting to see the ins and outs and who stays and who goes. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to the end of another week on the uh, on the podcast. Thank you, as always, to these three wonderful gentlemen for joining me to go through the games with you. Um, join us again in a week's time where we'll break it all down. We'll go through it all again. And uh, we'll uh, we'll bring you some uh, some more uh, some more football based chatter. Hopefully, some more signings through the door as well. But until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you in about a week. Tatty bye. So there you go. Just a a little a little placeholder. A little keep everybody in the loop. Keep all the games in line. Keep us still moving forwards. Obviously, next week we'll be back with what I imagine to be quite a large podcast episode full of football juiciness from, uh, well, previous couple of weeks, but certainly from from this podcast. Big thank you for watching. Big thank you for listening. Big thank you for being here. Big thank you for being with the football podcast through 2023. Join us in 2024. More football to come. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. Over there we've got some social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with us. That is it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to these grumpy old men talk about football. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.